we're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. All right, Raider fans, here we go. The season is off to a great start with the Raiders locking up a win at home. Monday Night Football taking the W over the Denver Broncos 24-16. And we are going to break this all down on this Vegas Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to it if you like what you're hearing. VegasNation.com. Get the Vegas Nation app and follow all things silver and black. We're also on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast and anywhere else you find your shows on. Drop us a comment because we always love hearing from you, and we've got a lot of those to get to. But first, let's introduce the crew here. We have Miles Simmons and Adam Hill, both of whom are in Oakland right now at the Ring Central Coliseum, where the Raiders brought home a huge win. Gruden scoring his 100th win as a coach in the NFL and then goes and shakes hands with the black hole afterwards. This was kind of one of those bittersweet wins, I think, for Oakland fans, perhaps, because it is the last Monday night football game taking place in Oakland as long as everything goes smoothly here in Vegas. So first, Miles, let's go to you and say, what is it like out there? What was the feeling like in Oakland with this win? Uh, bleep A, B. Bleep A, B. That was kind of, <laughs> that, I mean, I, like, it was really interesting hearing fans like, scream that basically the entire game. Anytime um, a wide receiver especially would make a play. But, I mean, you saw Darren Waller making plays. And fans were really, really into that. Like saying, you know, you know F A Antonio Brown. So they were really, I think, it, it was probably cathartic to get this win um, from a lot of standpoints, right? You know, because as you were saying, Heidi, it is the last time that the Raiders will open a season here in Oakland. And also just given everything that happened with Antonio Brown over the course of the last week, I think for, for the team, it was probably cathartic, but also for the fans, it was probably really fun to see. Adam, we heard John Gruden say that he feels like someone is smashing his temple on the side of the head. Get over it as far as A.B. is concerned. Get over it, man. It's over. Do you feel like this team and their effort that they put forward tonight was just about eliminating any further talk of the name Antonio Brown? Uh, I mean, I don't think that was a primary motivation for anybody, but I think certainly there's a sense of relief. Uh, that it's over, that they don't have to answer questions about it, you know, too many. I mean, there's certainly still going to be some, but, you know, they can just move on and they don't have to wonder whether he's going to be out there at practice. They don't have to wonder whether he's going to be at games. They just know he's not going to be. So they just know that they have to move forward. And I think there is a sense of relief about that. I don't know how much it had to do with their performance or or anything uh, that happened on the field, but I think it definitely is just a, you know, a sense of relief that the players can have. Now, I thought it was interesting. Some of the other things that Gruden said, one of the, you know, the end of that quote that you're just referencing, uh, he basically said, Hey, he's new England's problem. Now, good luck with that. Uh, which I thought was very interesting. It was kind of a, a parting shot uh, against Antonio Brown a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, John Gruden says, Hey, it's not a distraction. We're not thinking about it. But then you go to the players and start asking them and they're like, yeah, it was a distraction. And, and obviously it was a distraction. And you expect Gruden to say it wasn't, but it clearly was, it was, it was a question every day. You could sense the frustration uh, from not only Gruden at times, but from Mayock certainly, and from other players kind of wondering as much as they don't want to like be out there and start criticizing him. There was definitely some, some sense of, you know, 
what is going on with this guy. So I just think good for the team to move forward. And I think really good for the team that they were able to get the win, that they were able to perform well and that they, they didn't say after the game, well, how much of a distraction was Antonio? If you would have been there, how much better would you have played? They don't have to answer all those questions right now because they went out and took care of business tonight. And tonight being the first time that the Raiders have won at home to open the season since 2002 when the club defeated the Seattle Seahawks by 31-17. to That was the final score in that one. Tonight, the Raiders allowed zero sacks. Last year, a total of 52 were allowed by the team. I mean, Miles, who on the O-line do you credit for this? Uh, all of them, honestly. And I think really we got to give Tom Cable a lot of credit too. Gruden pointed this out in his postgame press conference that you had two guards who were not projected starters going into this season starting for the Raiders. And so when you have Jordan Devy at left guard and then Denzel Good who's coming off of back surgery over on the right side too – this is actually a pretty big deal going against a Vic, Fan- Vic Fangio defense that they didn't even really allow Derek Carr to be touched the entire game. I That, to me, is probably the most surprising aspect of this game. When you have somebody like Bradley Chubb on one side and Von Miller on the other, and they don't even get to sniff Derek Carr, that's a great, great job by the offensive line unit. And where Derek Carr is concerned on the night, his stat line was at 259 total passing yards, one touchdown. He was 22-26 on passing attempts. Adam, we saw the Tyrell Williams factor. We saw the Darren Waller factor. But I think most of all, we kind of got to focus here on the rookie Josh Jacobs on the ground. I mean, he did an incredible job there, scoring two touchdowns, over 100 all-purpose yards from the line of scrimmage. What do you think about his performance tonight and how key was it for this team? I think it was very key. And I think, you know, it was what he was able to showcase, not just the yards and the stats, but, you know, he was able to, you know, produce as a receiver, which there were certainly questions about. Uh, I know uh, me and Miles both kind of commented early in the game. He was out there on a third down play, which I was interested to see how much they play him on third down, especially third and medium, uh, third and long, uh, knowing that they've got guys like, you know, Jalen Deshard and DeAndre Washington who have, who have thrived in that role in the past. Uh, but he was out there and he had a really nice uh, help on a blitz pickup. I think it was uh, against Chubb and, you know, he was able to, to get to him and, and, you know, pick up the right protection there. So I think he did a lot of things well, not just running the ball, not just getting into the end zone. Um, and then you have to go back to the offensive line for that as well, because we talk about the pass protection and how much they were able to help Carr uh, have clean pockets throughout the night. But they were really able to open up a lot of holes for uh, for Jacobs to run through. And, uh, you know, the question marks about the guards in particular coming into the season, and they answered them. And now, you know, they're going to look to get those guys back. Incognito comes back in two weeks. Um, and then, you know, you, you're going to get full strength when Gabe Jackson is healthy uh, in a few weeks after that. So, uh, man, I, I think not only is it encouraging that the offensive line played well, uh, but they're going to get reinforcements soon as well. So I think there's a really uh, a good sense of optimism about how good the offensive line can be this year. And another thing I noticed, Miles, you pointed this out on Twitter, that they were bringing in Brandon Parker to convert on third down. What can you say about the usage of Brandon Parker and how implemental he was on these conversions? Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you look at what they're doing on third down, it was really interesting early on. I guess it was in that 95-yard drive. 
they had these third and shorts, right? And so when you have those situations, sure, you want to go a little bit heavy. And you know John Gruden is an old-school guy. He likes using the fullback. He likes bringing in an extra offensive lineman. And so when that happens, yes, you expect them to run the ball. They did that getting that first third and short conversion. And then on the second one, they actually went play action, and then Derek Carr was able to hit Tyrell Williams with a big pass down the field. So I thought it was some really good creative play calling when you implement those heavy packages that you're not just limiting yourself to saying, all right, well, just because they think we're going to run the ball, we are going to run the ball. And and you got to give a lot of credit, I think, to Derek Carr for being able to connect with Tyrell Williams on that deep pass, because a lot of times you won't see that early on in the season when guys have not played in the preseason, right? And you also are dealing with a guy who's going to a new wide receiver, uh, somebody that they signed in the offseason in March. So that, to me, was really emblematic of how this offense can start humming if it gets into the right situations. Also, looking at Darren Waller, I mean, he was the most targeted. He definitely didn't miss a beat when it came to kind of filling in the shoes of Jared Cook, who was one of Carr's favorite targets last year. So I loved what I see from him. He shows a lot of promise. But let's get to the flip side of the ball here, the defense collecting three sacks. This was huge for a team that last year only had 13 total sacks by the end of the season, much less a game where they had multiple sacks. The last time that they had done that was against the Broncos in 2017, and the player that did it was Khalil Mack. So this is a big kind of milestone for the Raiders <laughs> to be able to collect um, these sacks in this game and get off to that start. Benson Mayowa had two of them. Cleland Furl had the other. Um, what do you guys see about this defense and how much of a different look do they bring compared to what we saw last year? Miles. Well, I think it starts with Vontez Perfect, right? Like you have a guy who is so familiar with Paul Gunther's defense. He is a, a guy that, can really conduct that defense because of that. Um, and so when you have that and you have the single call or the quarterback of the defense, that sets everybody else up to do well. Now, the other thing that you have, I think, is guys getting a little bit older, getting a little bit more mature. Um, you mentioned Benson Mayoa. I mean, what he said in the locker room was that he's tired of hearing about 13. So, you know, he picks up two sacks. Yeah, you're going to stop hearing about 13 because that's the only number of sacks that you got um, last year. But also it was good to see, I think, Cleland Furl get into the backfield and really stop a drive that was going into the red zone and make the Broncos have to kick a field goal. That's what you really want to make sure you're doing. If you're a defense, you want to keep them the field goals and not touchdowns. So when you get three sacks to open the season, yeah, that's definitely um, a step in the right direction, especially when you, know, you, you, you didn't really allow the Broncos, I think, to get comfortable offensively. They did have a few chunk plays, but especially in the first half, I think the Raiders really dominated things there. So you're obviously going to have to continue to bring your big boy pants when you're, you're playing, you know, the Kansas city chiefs next week, but this is at least a good start for the Raiders defense. And, and the other thing on that, and uh, you know, I, you know, you mentioned the, the stat, Heidi, the last time a player had multiple sacks uh, was back in 2017. The Raiders only got multiple sacks as a team one time last year. That was against Cleveland in week four as a team. They got multiple sacks just one time. That was that's how pathetic their pass rush was. So I thought that was impressive, but I really would credit you know the the back part of the defense, uh, you know the the linebackers in particular, the secondary for a lot of those sacks. Like, there were covered sacks, and I think they were able to uh, just kind of hold up their end of the bargain. 
uh, in the secondary, and that helped uh, the pass rush get home a couple of times. They certainly have room to improve in that area, but uh, certainly I think the, the results will give them some confidence and something to build on going forward, and that's what a couple of players talked about uh, in, in the locker room afterwards. And then when you talk about the chunk plays at the end, uh, and John Gruden talked about this as well, but after Garyon Conley got hurt, they really started targeting Trayvon Mullen, uh, who came in for Conley, and that's where a lot of those big plays came from. So, uh, yeah, you, you don't like to see them start to give up big plays in the second half and down the stretch when the Broncos are trying to make a comeback, uh, but I think you know they're there is something to look at as part of the reason why that happened and Garyon Conley going out and Trayvon Mullen not maybe not quite being ready for that moment uh, that you can look at in, in that uh, regard. But so I think overall the defense is going to be happy with where they were after how bad last year was. They didn't. They also didn't have a game last year where they gave up less than two touchdowns. So I mean there was a lot of things this year or in this game that they were never able to do last year that they were finally able to do. And uh, as much as you know, I don't think it was a great performance. Uh, by the defense, there is a ton to build on. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. Adam, you brought up Gary on Conley and his injury in this game. What a scary moment just to take in was seeing him lay there motionless and then finally get put onto a stretcher. This all happened in a play where Royce Freeman breaks free down the sideline and he's scampering off. Jonathan Abram comes in for a tackle as Conley still holding onto his jersey. And then Abram just slides right in to Conley's helmet. Uh, it's one of those things, whenever you see that, man, you just it's a horrifying moment where you hope that that player isn't paralyzed or has suffered a very severe injury. It sounded like from what I saw in the press conference with John Gruden that he's going to be okay, that there's a lot of positive signs. We saw him give the thumbs up on the way off the field. Uh, what kind of update do you have right now? Anything else that we know about Gary and Conley? This was one of the main questions that people are asking on Twitter that they want to hear about on this podcast. What can you tell us about this, Adam? Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it. There, there's not a whole lot of information, not a whole lot of details beyond John Gruden saying that everything looks good. The prognosis is really good. Didn't want to get into anything about potential return to the field. But his concern was more that he's going to make a recovery and he's going to be okay. And all signs are pointing in that direction. Uh, heard from some players that said the same thing, that they were they were told after the game when they came off the field that uh, the signs were good on Garyon Conley. So uh, I think there's a lot of optimism around that situation. I thought it was interesting to hear from Jonathan Abram after the game, who was a part of that play, who actually said he has no idea what happened. And he thought that Freeman had fallen uh, on to Garyon Conley. And that's what had happened. So uh, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be you know pretty upset when he sees the tape but it was certainly nothing that he could do uh he was just over there trying to make a play and you know those things happen in football sometimes so uh very unfortunate but uh pretty interesting that he didn't even know what had happened so on twitter jack black zach is asking if we know of a timetable for his return uh and then he also asks like is there actually a serious injury he hopes not i mean is there anything uh, that we know about maybe when he might return miles no, not quite yet. And yeah, I mean, like Adam was saying, the, the biggest thing that Gruden had said was that it, we just know 
that all signs point that he's going to be okay. So uh, we will see. Likely we'll get an update from John Gruden tomorrow. Uh, he's scheduled to have a 1 p.m. Pacific press conference. I think that's when we will maybe get a little bit more specific information on uh, Gary and Conley and what the injury is and how long he might be out. Heidi, what was that? What was that Twitter user's name? Yeah, I want to know that too. Jack Black Zach. That doesn't sound real. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Jack Black, like that guy, you know, from School of Rock. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. And then Zach, like his name. Jack. Fo- Black, go Zach. go follow him, everybody. Do that. Okay, I will. Just because he has a cool name, I'm gonna give yeah. him a follow. Just Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, so um, Mr. M7 commented on the uh, victories as team victory. Many players made plays on both sides of the ball. Today was day one of seeing the rewards for the Mac and Cooper trades. Young guys can ball. Solid vet additions. Carr was solid. Burfick was solid. And had guys in position. New make plays. Damn proud. So that's just kind of a positive remark. But when you think about the Mac and the Cooper trades, do you think that with all of these young players the Raiders have acquired, with what we see tonight, that this is the beginning of kind of starting to see the byproduct of that trade, Miles? Eh, I don't know. I think it's too soon to say. I mean, obviously, when you get three first-round picks, you want them to perform and you want them to perform well. I think tonight, yeah, we saw these three first-round picks play pretty well in Abram and Farrell and Josh Jacobs. But I don't know. I think it's too soon to tell. Look, Denver did not look like a very good football team tonight, quite frankly. And so I don't know how bad they are. And I don't really know how good the Raiders are either. I just know that they were able to execute on more plays than the Broncos. And they certainly looked like a more prepared team. Um, And the offensive line obviously played really well. So I I don't know if I want to say all that. Like, give me, give me a couple more weeks, and, you know, once we get through the first quarter of the season, I'll probably know more. Okay, so let's get into next Sunday. We have a question from John Mann. His handle is at BLKMTN3, so I think that's, like, <laughs> short for Black Mountain 3. I'm okay. just going to guess. But okay, so he wants to know, can the Raiders beat the Chiefs on Sunday? And this is going to be a crazy test for them. But, I mean, the Chiefs suffered a couple injuries of their own. I mean, with Tyree Kill, probably, you know, with that collarbone, he's going to be out for a while. So, you know, I mean, they showed they can adapt. They had Sammy Watkins catching balls and doing big things. So, I don't know. What do you think about the Raiders and the Chiefs, Miles? I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in the Chiefs defense yet. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see what C. Spagnuolo does there after they got rid of um, Bob Sutton in the offseason. But I mean, Tyreek Hill is, you know, who he is. But when you have Sammy Watkins, you know, getting the kind of numbers that he got, and especially with Gary and Conley's injury, that could be a real problem for the Raiders secondary. I mean, they're going to be able to get those chunk plays. You got Travis Kelsey also who can make plays with Sean McCoy had a pretty good game uh, against the Jaguars the other day. That offense is built to outscore you. So if the Raiders are going to get in a shootout with the Kansas city chiefs, which is kind of the Kansas city chiefs MO, that's going to be hard for the Raiders to win. But if the Raiders can, you know, make this game, make it a little bit ugly, get those long sustained drives to keep Kansas City off the field, that's going to be a path to victory for them. 
All right, getting kind of off topic of the games uh, for coming up next week and what we saw tonight, we have a question from Telvin Kipapa. Adam, he wants to know if DC will be the quarterback coming into LV, as in Las Vegas. Nope. Yeah, I, I got that. One. Uh, I'm I'm kind of dumb, but I picked up on that one, so we're we're good. Uh, I would. I mean, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I mean, I think all signs point to yes, most likely. I mean, they gave him the long-term contract, the vote of confidence, and, and the relationship between Gruden and Carr seems to be in a pretty good place. You know, Carr continues to talk about buying the house next to Gruden in Vegas and being ready uh, to be neighbors and working together and everything else. And, uh, you know, everything sounds great now. But I, I have always looked at the season as kind of a, a make-or-break year for that relationship. It does Gruden want to go forward with Carr. Last year was kind of a you know, a, a growing process and trying to learn what he had in Derek Carr. And this year is the second year in the system. It's time for him to take a big step forward. He's got, you know, a rebuilt offensive line. He had, you know, more weapons, we thought, with Antonio Brown, but he's still got weapons there with Tyrell Williams. And, you know, we saw the emergence of Darren Waller. And uh, tonight, actually, I should also point out, by the way, uh, I thought J.J. Nelson was going to play the Antonio Brown role, and instead we saw Ryan Grant, uh, for the most part, playing it. So, uh, you know, a pretty good effort from him early in the game, too, to get a nice mm-hmm. uh, nice couple of receptions and then to get open a few times and uh, to kind of play that role of Antonio Brown and take a little bit of the attention away uh, and enable Waller uh, and and uh, Tyrell Williams to do what they did. So um, I, I think he has the weapons. He has the offensive line. He's got a running back now. If the offense doesn't take a major step forward, then I think there is a good chance Carr won't be the quarterback next year. But all the pieces are in place for him. And, you know, we talked about the, the, the offensive line holding up for him. Give him credit, too, because he was getting rid of the ball very quickly uh, on a lot of occasions. And that's what this offense is built for. That's what they want him to do. And he did it. And, and I think you saw him get a little bit more comfortable uh, in the system than he was last year. And, you know, the offensive line held up, but he also helped them out by getting rid of the ball. So I think the offense was clicking in a lot of different areas. Now, part of that is the Broncos just didn't really seem like they had a whole lot of energy tonight. Uh, so we'll see what they do going forward. But the Chiefs don't have, you know, a tremendous defense either. So he's going to have some opportunities and uh, he's going to be able to he's going to have to take advantage of to show that he's the answer long term. I want to wrap up this podcast as uh, we talk here about the Raiders win over the Denver Broncos and say that I saw the most creative thing on Twitter today where the Raider fans, and this is the last, will probably say his name, so we'll get it all out. They took their Antonio Brown jerseys, and instead of burning them, they took out black tape and covered up the part of the four that you know makes a little, little inside part, and so it made like an eight and a one. And then you got Brown right on top, right? So, like, Tim Brown, hello. That was so genius. I, I really like what I saw. Out of <laughs> I, saw one that, I saw one that somebody made into clown instead of Brown. Oh, that's oh, good. Uh, I actually, I'll give the fans credit for ingenuity in that I did see a T-shirt stand set up across the street by the Denny's, for those that are familiar with this area. Uh, there was a T-shirt stand set up that had just a giant middle finger and an Antonio Brown 84. And I was like, how quickly did you get those t-shirts made? Good for you. So they were, you know, they were making some business moves out here. Yeah. They could even like, uh, probably do something with foam fingers too. And, and maybe make yeah. some money off of that. But <laughs> just throwing it out there for those of you listening, if you're by that Denny's, I know that one. I ate there once. It was yeah. like, you know, standard little skillet meal. But <laughs> I might go there right now. Actually. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best to get those skillets, yeah. man. 
All right, so guys, uh, this will do it here for the Vegas Nation podcast tonight. We will have a preview podcast on the Kansas City game for you coming out by Friday. So make sure to check back on wherever you find this podcast, whether it's the Vegas Nation app, VegasNation.com, ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. And we are brought to you by SDN Sports Mobile Stations Casino Online. Adam Hill, you can check him out on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ for Miles. He's at Miles A. Simmons on Twitter. And I'm at Heidi Fang. Thank you, everyone, for listening.